Welcome to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. ISFA exists to serve industry professionals involved in the fabrication of manufactured surfacing materials. With each episode, Behind the Surface inspires fabricators to take their business to the next level. Now with your host, Nancy Bush. In this edition of the Behind the Surface podcast, we are going to be talking about adhesive tips for manufactured surfacing, and it's brought to our friends at BB Industries. So again, today I'm joined by Bradley Tuck, uh, who is a Distribute Technical Sales Representative for Integra Adhesives. Bradley has been with Integra for the last 13 years, working in multiple roles, quality control, tech services, and sales. You were just discussing with me that you come from a, a scientific lab-based kind of background. You want to elaborate on that? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, thank BBI for letting me step in for them. Uh, yes. Yeah, so when I come, I come out of marine industry after 2008, 2009. The company I worked for crashed, so we closed and went out of business. And one of my vendors was actually IPS Adhesives, who owns Integra. And they needed someone for the quality for the QC lab, so I went to work there. Now, prior to this, I'd been in the chemical industry for about 12 more years in 80, from 1983 to 1994 or five. So the chemistry was not new to me. So going into this was kind of like stepping back into what I did years ago. I uh, went there, worked in the QC lab, and at that point, we were not doing surfacing in Durham, North Carolina. We were actually doing it out of our facility in California. And we were paying them, because it's different business divisions, we were paying those guys to make our products for us. So we decided to move it to Durham. So when I was in QC Lab, I'd been there a while, about a little over a year, year and a half, and asked when I'd be interested in learning how to uh, do the QC work and set up the QC Lab for the surfacing. So. And that's kind of how I got my start in that end. Perfect. Well, it's a, that's a whole part of the process of use of adhesives is that chemical background, right? It yes. really does make a difference. And that's where I think fabricators, uh, you know, it's easy to get either stuck in a rut of doing things the same way that there's better technology out there to, to use. And then it's also easy to make mistakes, right? Because fabricators aren't chemists and things happen right yes. so tell me about what in your opinion way back to basics what's your number one uh, situation that will cause a failure what what is the most common thing that is like the most basic thing you can fix the most basic thing that is I talk about this every day every time I do a, a training session is the first thing you do is purge the cartridge to make sure you got activating adhesive coming at your end of your cartridge even before you put your mixing tip on. Oh, before you put the mixer yes. tip on. And then you put your mixer tip on and you want to purge enough glue to that for the length of the mixing tip so you know at that point in time you're now on a 10 to 1 ratio. And what that does is keep the keep the cure at a, at a lower temperature so it doesn't get very hot and start yellowing. How to save your project in 30 seconds or less. It helps a lot. And there's and one more too. The next thing to me is 
If anyone's ever used a cartridge and it spits at them, that's, used, that's air in the cartridge. Now it can be on the activated side or the adhesive side. That affects two things, your cure and your color. So if that ever happens, simple thing to do is come right back over top of that with another bead and at the point that'll fix that too. Okay, so double insurance there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but the simple things is where we make the most mistakes. Okay, well now that we've covered that most basics and most important step to start, you know, simple things like what's, what's in your opinion the best way to, to undermount a stainless steel sink? So for any surface right now, there are a lot of products out there, but you know, a stainless steel sink, um, right now that's a couple of products out there, some MS polymers. Uh, we have one that's called Top Seal um, that um, works well on the stainless steel to any surface. Pretty much I can do the solid surface, quartz, granite. Uh, you can do your center materials. You can also do your porcelains. Wow, covers everything. Yes. Yep. The, the industry has, a, the adhesives have advanced so much in the last three to five years on being able to bond multiple surfaces with one product. So that technology there keeps improved, but as the surfaces change, we have to too. Perfect. What about porcelain sinks to porcelain material? So, you know. Any changes there? No, not really. I mean, even if you want to, you know, even if you want to undermount a sink, you can actually use the adhesives, porcelain to porcelain, they work just fine. But there again, the thing with the MS polymers, they tend to give you a better, they give you a good looking color and they're waterproof and they mold and mildew resistant. So, they've really it looks been real engineered nice. for mm -hmm. that purpose. Yes. Perfect. So, cast iron sinks. Oh, there's a beast. That's just. I mean, there's no getting around. You're going to have to use hardware. You're going to have to use some hardware there. And as an adhesive manufacturer, I want you to use hardware in that particular case because I had a porcelain sink last week that weighed 150 pounds. Wow. But this is an old school sink, which is coming back. Totally. And I said, yes, I, want, I would love to see you use sink clips there. <laughs> as an empty sink that weighs 150 well, and you guys tested all that stuff in the lab, too, but that's one thing. But in application, yeah. who knows what they're putting in that sink? Right, I mean... I mean, a golden retriever? Yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> Could be anything. Could be another 75 pounds of dog in that sink. On top of 70 pounds of water. Oh, boy. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. People water. do crazy things, so just insure yourself and use some hardware with that adhesive. Absolutely. Actually, probably not a bad idea on most applications, well, you know, right? I, you know, I have... For me, you know, I'm an adhesive manufacturer. Why would you promote hardware? I don't know what you're going to be putting in your sinks exactly. I mean, I know for a fact when I had small children, yeah, they got washed in it. They got bathed in the sink sometimes, you know. Sure. So you don't want your child falling through. Well, and you never do know after you leave a job what a, what a homeowner does. I mean, we all live differently and, you we know. got they... light bulbs. I step on my countertop to change my light bulbs in my overhead on the top of my bar. You know, I do too. So, you know, that's 210 pounds standing somewhere, and I'd probably stand on the sink if I needed to. So. <laughs> well, thankfully, in my case, I um, know a few fabricators that probably helped me out if I if I made the ultimate mistake. I yeah. would hope. Um, so let's talk about a place where adhesives really, really kind of gets. A lot of artistic finesse, we'll say, and that is in the miter dish, <coughs> right? And okay. so we start talking things about color matching, and you are 
the guru on this. I know. Well, I don't know about the guru, but I've done my share of it. Now, one, one thing about, and that's another thing that's in it has changed a lot lately. Like right now, we're mostly white and gray still. So we got 19 different whites. When I first started, we had like two whites. Glacial white and cameo white. That was it. And now we can, I can just lay puck after puck of a different color out there to match all the surfaces. But you know, there are a couple of things that really changed even more was the fact when we went into center and the um, porcelain surfaces, which were not through body. So you do a deck scene, yeah, you, you match in the surface, but you start doing those non-through body products, we started, and they chamfered the edge, now you see the inside body. So what you had to do, if you go on our website and look, we'll actually have a, we'll have two matches for it. One will be for the deck seam and one will be for the mitered edge to handle that. Oh, so you, for both sides? Yes, yes. And so when you're doing multiple seams like that, What's your best practice for storing adhesive? Because, right, you're not going to use all of those no. cartridges all the time. What's the what's the best practice there? Uh, so our product life and our products is shelf life is two years. So what I like for you to do, you want to keep it in an environment that is temperature controlled. I mean, like a lot of my guys in the shops now, they will store them in the office or they'll have an area where some of them even use an old refrigerator with the temperature turned up Okay. and store them there. Because, I mean, if you keep those products between 65 and 75, two years. Wow. So, you know. So you could have a whole selection. Absolutely. And laying down, standing up. You know, in the old days, we used to, we used to, have, we used to lay them down for a specific reason. The viscosity was so thin and the pigments are so heavy that they would settle out. So when we... Old days you used to lay the cartridge on the side, and then when you stood them up, you put the tip on. That way, the pigment mixed evenly back through the tip was the thought. Yeah. So, but with today, the pigments, the dispersion agents we have, and the viscosities, we no longer need that. You can stand them up, lay them down. It doesn't make a difference. Nice. So organized to your heart's desire. Yes. Perfect. You can go OCD all you want. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, it's an investment, and and every little bit adds up, right? So if you have a good system for marking and identifying the colors and what they go with, that's fantastic. Yeah. We have a person that's dedicated. All they do, 40 hours a week, is cut and seam colors. Wow. Yes. So, you know, if a customer out there needs to, like, we offer a service, say, if there is, say, if you're doing an MSI or Cambria and you need something color matched, and we don't have it, call us. Get us a sample of it, and we will color match it for you free of charge. That's amazing. Yes, I and, did not know that. And we do it for the manufacturers. Uh, a lot of the manufacturers, the slab manufacturers, send me a full box every year. And what we do, we'll actually seam it every year. I mean, if the color hasn't changed, if the, you haven't changed anything, we're going to re-seam it for two things. We're looking for drift of air products. We're also looking sometimes for drift in the slab colors. Okay. So this is something we learned years ago on the solid surface. You know, we learned the hard way on a couple of them. You know, you know that's actually something called slab drift. Though. So, and we like to be within one color unit or LAB value, plus or minus on all our colors. So we got a tight color spec we set, and we, we now once we keep those tiles, we can go back now and check against the manu- slab manufacturer too. 
I'm still trying to wrap my head around 40 hours a week of semen. Uh, That's a lot of semen. It is. You also have to cut the stone, seam it, and then let it cure and then clean it up. Wow. And then once you do that, you go back and put all this on the website now. So, you know, you're not monotonously cutting and seaming, but it's, it's, a, it's a long process. That's a lot of work that you've taken off of the fabricator's plate, right? And, and, and that's our whole goal. Like, when I go to a shop, I'm not there to sell you a product. I'm there to help you solve a problem and make your job easier. I want to add value. Just like you are today for ISPA. I am so appreciative of all your help and your time and your willingness to step forward and, and jump on this podcast so that um, fabricators can learn the latest. And truly, you know, I still I still was in the lay the adhesive tube, tube down days, so <laughs> I was a little behind the eight ball on that myself. And yeah. uh, I appreciate that information. It's really great. And Bradley, just thank you so much. And, well, we appreciate you and for all you guys do for the industry. And thanks for having me. Thank you, and thanks to our sponsor today, BBI Industries. Yes, most definitely. Thank them. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To hear more in-depth viewpoints, gain actionable insights, and powerful tools to help you succeed, subscribe to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. To learn more about ISFA, visit our website at www.isfanow.org.